Welcome to Radwell's Automation Nation. Adjust the volume or put your favorite earbuds in and let's explore the manufacturing and automation industry together. I promise you if you love the industry or just cool technology, you will love our podcast. Let's get started. In this episode, find out about Radwell International and get a glimpse into the backstory that has made Radwell what it is today as a company. Radwell International Incorporated sells and repairs industrial, electrical, and electronic control devices. This includes timers, counters, photoelectric sensors, circuit breakers, push buttons, PLCs, motors, speed control, and any other devices used to make machinery run. Radwell services automakers, chemical plants, food processing facilities, municipalities, government agencies, bakeries, power plants, amusement parks, exporters, plastic molding and extruders, steel plants, and a long list of other business sectors. Radwell.com is the largest provider of new and used surplus, industrial, electrical, and electronic control equipment in the world. Radwell buys back new and used controls from plant closings, auctions, and inventory overstock. Parts are then certified and sold for half of their original price. 30% of Radwell's products are sold outside the U.S. To truly understand how Radwell has grown into the company it is today, the story begins with Brian Radwell, CEO and President of Radwell International. Brian grew up in the small town of Medford, New Jersey. As a freshman and sophomore, Brian enjoyed playing football for his local high school. In 1982, times got tough and money was tight. Without a sure path to college through an athletic scholarship, Brian decided against his coach's advice to quit football and start working. At 15, he became the shipper at Spec Industrial Controls. Spec was a small industrial control distributor employing five people in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Brian's father, Jerry, owned a small percentage of Spec and trained him on the ways of industrial manufacturing and the importance of electrical and electronic controls. Brian continued high school and opted for early out programs in order to hasten his opportunity to train and work in the expanding automation industry. Spec was struggling, so Brian decided to remain the shipper and take a second job as a gas attendant in a nearby town. This enabled him to work until midnight almost every night while learning how to earn money. Between the ages of 15 and 18, Brian maintained a full schedule of high school while working two jobs. At 18, Brian was set to graduate high school and begin an uncertain path to the future when a great opportunity presented itself. Jim Speck, owner and president of Speck Industrial Controls, decided to close shop. Brian graduated in June of 1986 and joined his father in taking control of Speck Industrial Controls. It was at this stage of his life that Brian began an accelerated career in industrial sales and repair. He worked around the clock handling repairs at night and new product sales during the day. As a company of four people, everyone had to endure long hours and tremendous stress. Brian's father, Jerry, did not fare well and suffered a heart attack just a few short months after the takeover. To Brian, failure was not an option. After his father's heart attack, he shouldered the responsibility of running the company while his father remained incapacitated. His mother, Darlene, began a long journey at this time filled with many trials as she helped care for his father. Immediately, Brian recognized that it was extremely important to build a company that customers could trust and that it would take everything in him to do so. He focused on developing a close relationship with his customers. The company would have to be faster, better, and less expensive than any competitor. Brian did not know that the competition would try to stop him at any cost. First, the company's largest repair competitor sued Brian for printing a repair price book and stated that it was against their exclusive copyright. Huge legal fees and the increasing cost of Jerry's medical insurance were more than the company could afford. 
Brian lived on $25 per week pay and stayed at the office through the nights until the battle was over. Next, the largest U.S. manufacturer of industrial controls attacked the company, claiming that they could not say that they could repair their products. Again, an expensive legal battle ensued, and money was tight. All these problems were too much for Jerry to bear. He suffered a heart attack that required emergency bypass surgery. This further complicated Jerry's presence in supporting Brian. At 22 years old, Brian took over the company and was prepared to compete with the established larger companies. The lawsuits and attempts to derail Radwell subsided for a while. Brian had earned the reputation of a young, determined president, not afraid to go toe-to-toe with the bigger industry giants. Brian was willing to do whatever it took to win. This made competitors think twice about bringing false lawsuits in an attempt to drive his company out of business. At the age of 23, Brian married his high school sweetheart and began preparing for the future. Unfortunately, the world had other plans. Again, plagued with illness, Jerry fell and fell hard. This time, a brainstem stroke paralyzed him 100% and put him in a state known as locked in. He could only raise his eyes, up for yes, down for no. Brian was extremely close to Jerry and endured tremendous sadness and depression in seeing his father suffer. He was determined to give Jerry the best support he could and the highest quality of life possible. Fortunately, the company had insurance that would allow Jerry 24-hour home nursing care. Without it, Jerry would have had to be placed in a nursing home. The company pulled together as a team and did not miss a beat. Jerry was in his very early 50s when Brian would not allow him to be placed in a nursing home. For Brian, this is when his largest battle began. Radwell was employing 15 people, and the insurance carrier raised the rates from $2,000 per year for an average employee to $60,000 per year per employee. This was on top of the fact that his father, Jerry, still needed the insurance. It was costing SPEC nearly $1 million per year. The insurance that was available to replace the current policy did not offer home nursing care. As if that wasn't enough, the insurance company then sent a letter stating that the policy Jerry had was to be canceled, and he had to switch to the new one or find another company. This left no option other than to take action against one of the largest insurance companies in the world, beginning the longest battle in Brian's career. The whole company was working as a team to help fight this battle. Years later, Radwell won against the insurance company, and Jerry Radwell never spent one day in a nursing home. Jerry Radwell died in 2002 on New Year's Eve at home in Medford, New Jersey. In 2005, Spec Industrial Controls became Radwell International and moved into a new 70,000-square-foot facility with a 15,000-square-foot state-of-the-art repair center in Lumberton, New Jersey. Radwell's new facility also contained 35,000 square feet of inventory space. In 2008, Radwell's net sales reached $37 million. In May of 2009, Radwell added more warehouse space, making the Lumberton headquarters 110,000 square feet total. Growth continued to escalate as the years went on. In 2011, Radwell International reached a major milestone. The company expanded into the European markets by establishing a repair and distribution center in the United Kingdom. The intent was to bring the Radwell.com brand to the overseas marketplace. Radwell also continued to add sales and service personnel in the U.S., This growth expanded Radwell's national and global presence as one of the largest industrial repair and distribution facilities in the world. In 2012, Radwell International achieved yet another major milestone. The company expanded into the Canadian market by acquiring Enterprise Automation, a Canadian repair operation. In July 2012, Enterprise was transformed into Radwell International Canada and has been servicing the Canadian market ever since. The facility in Canada was designed with customer service in mind. 
Radwell International Canada performs repairs in-house and provides customers with access to the vast inventory network that U.S. and U.K. customers enjoy. Radwell International has continued to expand at an incredible rate and has acquired additional U.S. locations in Indiana, Georgia, North Carolina, Texas, and Missouri, and an additional European location in Germany. In 2016, Radwell achieved yet another milestone with the purchase of a 312,000-square-foot building in Willingboro, New Jersey, that replaced the Lumberton location as Radwell's new global headquarters. The building frequently hosts tours and is a fully equipped facility with a large warehouse for Radwell's massive inventory. In addition to Radwell's commitment to continue to grow its business here and abroad, Radwell sees itself as an important part of the local and global community through its ongoing efforts to give back. Brian Radwell feels it is the responsibility of every successful business to support the community and to help others. Radwell upholds the responsibility every single day. In the past few years alone, Radwell has donated to numerous local and national causes and community efforts. If Radwell can help in any way, it usually does, from requests to support employee-initiated efforts such as various charitable bike-a-thons, walk-a-thons, and sports team sponsorships, to supporting research and educational foundations, to providing financial assistance to various disaster relief efforts. Radwell also regularly donates to the Virtua Foundation for Breast Cancer Research. Radwell International maintains an intense commitment to its people as well and understands the role that the collective efforts and talents of its staff plays in its success. Today, Radwell employs over 900 people and has customers all over the world. With nine global locations, Radwell is determined to create the best industrial repair, distribution, and surplus automation company in the world. Radwell strives to offer the highest in reliability and truly cares about its customers. The Radwell motto is, think savings first, but never sacrifice quality or customer service. To learn more about Radwell, visit radwell.com or connect with us on social media. To contact us about this podcast, email automationnation at radwell.com. Thanks for joining us.